day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Of the front time. Welcome to Blade Job Elimination Chamber episode. Uh, my name is Eric Marshik. I'm here with my lovely host Steve Carley. I almost called you Steve Harvey. That's, that's how that's how uncomfortable I am I mean, doing the intro. <laughs> I know we threw you in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this you're listening to Blade Job. Um, yeah, we're doing the dive <laughs> good, into Elimination Chamber this weekend. It's uh, it's coming up for WWE. So I thought, you know what, let's take it back to the very first Elimination Chamber match. So oh, that, was, that was pretty good. That was a good intro, pal. That was very yeah. good. <laughs> Taking it back to 02. Damn right, so. buddy. 02, wow. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was training 22 that year. That's not true at all. I turned 12 that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Christ, I, I turned so 11. So, yeah, I'll get in. I was probably just, what, starting middle school? Uh yes, I was I was in middle school from what oh three to oh five. Well, that's only two years, so I guess oh two to oh five. Yeah, so I was I was in middle school, I, I think, and or maybe I wasn't in middle school. I don't know. But anyways, seems... this is Blade Job. Um, we're talking wrestling. We but we we haven't. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, and it's been a while since we've done like a legit wrestling episode because we kind of did the, um. Halloween Havoc, you know, we did the um, yeah. <clears throat> Starcade, which are more or less just kind of like put it on in the background and just like bullshit. Where this one, we're getting in the weeds. Um, yeah, we're exciting. getting really in the weeds on the Elimination Chamber match, kind of how it started. The first one, I mean, it's, and of course, you know, you're listening to this because this is Blade. We're talking about bloody matches. I mean, that I, I was telling somebody about the show the other day, and I was like, it's pretty much, the show is, like, half is, like, movie reviews, and then the other half is just, like, literally chronicling the bloodiest wrestling uh, pretty much of the modern era. Is that pretty much fair? Yeah, I, you know, when a thousand years from now, when aliens or somebody takes over this planet, they can go to our podcast and think, okay, so this is essentially a nice categorized, <laughs> you know, archive of all the bloodiest uh, mm-hmm. wrestling matches. Yeah. Um, you know what? Since we're going to be going back to our roots here, if you vamp for a second, I'm going to get a beer. It's been a okay. while. I'm gonna, I can't. Good. I'm going to grab it. Be right back. Um, but yeah, like Steve said, yeah, we're going back to our roots on this one. And um, yeah, we took some. We took a little break there in January to kind of get. Uh, get our ducks in a row going into the new year here because yeah we're going to be doing a lot more of these deep dives on wrestling in particular but we'll do some deep dive we'll still hit you with the movie reviews but as you'll see in this show like we're doing a lot more uh we'll just we'll, i guess we'll call it research and we're doing a lot more uh we're trying of, this time yeah we're, we're really putting some effort in um i'm already back perks of living in a small apartment i'm already back <laughs> So, um, without further ado, let's get into, you know, this is, I mean, this isn't a new segment. It's something we've been doing the entire show, but we're, Steve's really, you know, let's be honest. He, you've, you've, you've made some claims in the show that you're going to watch some horror movies and boy, did you ever this time. So we're kind (laughs) of starting off with Steve's horror updates, um, that'll kind of chronicle Steve's. I don't want to say horror journey because that makes it sound like you've never watched a horror movie in your life. Sure, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to watch more, and um, you know, and just. <laughs> Despite the fact that I don't watch a lot of them these days, I mean, even though I'm trying to more, I still <laughs> keep up with it, right? I mean, you know, all of these that I'm going to list here, I have seen and I have I've known of them, of course, for a while. They've been on my list, yada yada. Um, before I do that, all the founders, all day IPA. Mm. It's kind of a kind of like like the I would consider this like the other um, oh, what's the one that really the fish one that's so popular. Oh, too Bell's too hearted. Yeah, this is kind of like the same idea as that one. But so yeah, founders, you know. I think we started drinking Founders at the beginning of the show, and now we're oh, back. We were pioneers. It's, it's all coming full circle. That's right, buddy. All right, let's talk about some movies real quick. So, okay, so these first two, it's funny, because I wanted to watch one of them. I ended up watching the other one, and I forgot that that wasn't the one that I wanted to watch, so then I went back and watched the other one. So okay. I wanted to watch Host. Yeah, it's I've heard Shutter great things exclusive. about Host. That's correct. This is mm-hmm. Shutter exclusive. It's a you know, it shot during the pandemic. It all if you've ever seen Searching with John Cho, you know it's one of those um, where it's all on computer screens, right? Using Zoom. Um, anyway, I wanted to watch that one. <laughs> Ended up watching Cam on Netflix. Okay. Um, pretty similar idea. Well, not really. Actually, this is not all on a computer. It just has a lot of you know desktop and computers zoom it's all about um you know webcams uh, like cam girls that kind of mm-hmm. thing and like yeah. kind of like chatterbait or you know something like that so in my head i was like yeah what was that one that people were saying was really good uh cam and then in my head i'm watching <laughs> cam and then afterward i'm like oh no it was actually host they're talking about oh. anyway cam um okay. cam is from uh 2018 Netflix, uh, is it a Netflix? I think it's a Netflix exclusive, or at least it was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cam is good. It's just, I mean, I'll read the, I'm not going to do this too much, but I'll just read it really quick, the IMDb uh, plot synopsis. Alice, an ambitious Cam girl, wakes up one day to discover she's been replaced in her show with an exact replica of herself. Um, So if if that sounds like a cool idea to you, it is a cool idea. Yeah. And the cool idea... It is, and the cool idea lasts up until about the last 20 minutes, and then it all falls apart. Okay. Um, overall, I would consider it pretty disappointing in that sense. Oh, okay. I, I, man, it was, it was, it had that this good steam with it all the way through up until the last like 20 minutes, and then it was very disappointing. Um, oh, you hate to hear that. I would still recommend it okay. because the uh, Madeline Brewer, the 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 lead, she's amazing. She's like incredible in this movie, so she's worth it for that alone. Okay. Um. Um, and then, so then eventually I did finally go back and watch Host, the one that I was really trying to watch. Um, six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during lockdown, but they get far more than they bargain for as things quickly go wrong. This would be much better. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually I was actually very impressed with this one. I, I knew I would like it because I liked the idea on you know, the whole. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess I use searching as the uh, de facto comparison because that's like one of the only ones that's like really good. Um, but then now I would add host to that host is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. it's genuinely scary. Like it's genuinely well done. I mean, uh, th- I guess one thing that this one does that something like, I don't know, I guess searching didn't do was that, you know, these are on laptops. So these girls can take up, pick up the laptop and then, you know, it's becomes a regular mm-hmm. camera almost. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is legitimately scary. You know, like, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of you know, you know, jump, uh, jump scares, but there's a, a lot of it's it's not it's it seems formulaic, but it's handled extremely well, and so, I was very impressed. In fact, I would recommend you go look up Host, even though it's only on Shutter, which is a little bit of a disappointment. But yeah, so you so it almost has more like found footage aspects to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's all you know over Zoom, right? It's all so right. 
but they're able to pick up the laptop and move around a house and yada yada. Right, so, right. okay, um, it was very impressive. I was uh, I'm actually a very very big fan of it. So Cam is on Netflix. Host is on Shutter. I also well actually last night I watched Super Dark Times. You ever heard yeah, of this one? I have. So okay, this has been on my list it, for a it, while. It drew now. my attention because it it reminded me of a show in the archives, uh, Blood Feet, uh, or not Blood Blood Beat, because uh, I saw a Blood samurai beat. sword. That's right. Well, that's true. Good point. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't know what the Um, movie was about, though. I couldn't gather any of it from the Well, it's funny, because one of my favorite movies ever is called Mean Creek from 2004. Basically, um, it has Josh Peck as the villain, which is pretty funny, because that was, like, right... Yeah, that was, like, right at his... I mean, 2004 was, like, right after or right at his peak, which is funny how he's kind of, like, playing against type there. Basically, these group of high... Or, I guess, uh, yeah, well, middle school slash high schoolers... Um, and then Josh Peck is the bully in the school, so older kids kind of influence um, influence a younger kid to kind of have them all go on a boating trip, you know, just like a, you know, and I say, I don't mean like a, a ship, I mean like a boat, you know, like sure. a little, you know. Um, boat day. Rowing, well, not even that, like a rowing boat, you know, it's oh, very low-key, yeah. it's very kind of like Midwest low-key. Anyway, shit goes wrong, and this isn't a spoiler, but they end up accidentally killing him, Josh Peck's character, and it's kind of them... Um, you know, reckoning with what the hell they've done and kind of the way that it affects them going forward. Mm. This movie is the exact same plot, almost. Oh, I mean, wait, it's... this isn't Super Dark Times? No, this is Mean Creek I'm talking oh, okay. about. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I was... Super Dark Times is almost the exact same plot. Okay. Only instead of a boat, uh, it's a sword, and instead of a uh, bully, it's just like a weird... Well, actually, no, it's a fat bully, just like Josh Peck. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and maybe that's why I like this movie a lot was because I'm biased because it's just basically just Mean Creek, but made not, you know, made in 2017 and not, uh, you know, 2004. Okay. Um, it was just, it was very understated. There's not much, the, the, the sound, the, the, the soundtrack, the, you know, score is incredible too, yeah. but it, this movie doesn't try to make it the whole situation more dramatic than it needs to be. It's very understated, you know, it's all character work as opposed to, like, you know, camera work or something like that. And there is some cool, like, slow-mo effects and kind of experimental stuff in here that yeah. I don't, I would argue it doesn't need to be in here, but I like it anyway. Okay. Um, so, and the, and the actors are, for the most part, very good. Uh, there's a couple that are, you know, clearly first-timers or, you know, yeah. young. Um, anyway, I very much recommend Super Dark Times, uh. I was, you know, it's been on my list for a while. I wanted to see it for a while, and I did, and I don't regret it. And that's on Shudder. It's a Shudder exclusive, I think. Yeah, Shudder's got some good, really, like, uh, like first um, first dib, like, indie yeah. films that they kind of like, get their hands on. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I don't think this is, like, a Shudder, this isn't, like, a Shudder exclusive, but it's the only yeah, thing streaming yeah. it, all right? It's the only way you can watch it on streamer. Um, and then I'm just going to blow through these last two. Possessor, I finally saw. Brandon Cronenberg's movie with Christopher Abbott, who I love very much. Yeah, thoughts on that? Um, That's the only one that I really... Yeah, I liked it. Um, is it actually on Hulu? It is now. Well, I rented it because, the, oh, as okay. always, I rent shit. I pay six bucks to rent it, and then the week after, it's on streaming. I love it. It happens all oh, the time okay. with me. So I rented it, but then now it's on Hulu. Okay. And this is the uncut version, too. This is the Brandon Cronenberg director's uncut version, which I guess is supposed to be way better than the regular theatrical version, which I haven't seen. So um, I liked it. It's definitely violent. You know, it's a, it's a Cronenberg movie, you know, but it's mm-hmm. not body. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of body horror, but okay. for the most part, it's not quite body horror. But um, I liked it. Um, 
you know, a lot of it's kind of uh, vague and it's kind of hard to describe without <laughs> spoiling things. So I'm just going to leave it at that and say I, I do recommend it, especially if you're a, you know, a fan of at least this show and what we talk about, I think. So Blade Job Approved, right? Okay. that's Is it the most Blade Job Approved of, the, of your list here? Yes. Okay. Absolutely it is. Okay. Um, in terms of just like violence, and the other ones are all scares, right? This is more sure. of like a violence kind. I mean, it's like I wouldn't consider Possession to be a horror movie. It's more of like a, you know, like a violent thriller. But yeah. I think it fits just fine. Um, well, what's the word? What's we're all about here on the show is effects more than story. exactly <laughs> right. And the, it, yeah, and the effects are very good here. Cool. In fact, the longer I think about it, the more I'm probably mischaracter categorizing <laughs> it as non body horror, right? Like it's probably definitely more yeah. than I think it is, but. Um, his house on Netflix. I actually watched this a long time ago, but I figured it's a perfect place to talk about it. Um, that is from director Remy Weeks, who is, um, I believe, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll read the IMDb plot synopsis. A, a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, mm -hmm. but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. Typical, um, you know, haunted house fare only, obviously, with that lens to a refugee yeah. from South Sudan. Um, and again, I saw this a while back, so I, my memory is a little foggy, but I liked it quite a bit. Um, again, the scares are a lot more... Um, how do I explain that? They're done a lot better than you would think, right? I yeah. know that's not the most. Uh, I can't remember if that if we brought that one up when we were doing our Halloween episodes and we were we talking about kind did. of movies to keep an eye on. Because I went back and looked at the trailer and I was like, I swear to God, we've talked about this, but maybe maybe we didn't. But yeah, it it definitely looked interesting, almost like a refugee version of like Candyman or something. Um, yeah, it's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more subdued than that. You know, it's just yeah. very much. I mean, there's not a whole. I mean, there's there's uh, dialogue, but you know, it it relies more on the camera work and the performances and the scares, which are which are very good. Um, okay. This movie was a big. It was you know it was in film Twitter, if you will. I guess you know in the film communities, mm -hmm. it was pretty big when it came out. Um, which is, I wonder when, it's probably around more of like several months ago, October 30th. So that's, that's what I thought. I thought it was more recent than I thought. Netflix, like Halloween block that they released around that yeah. time. So, um, I do, I do recommend that for sure. Also the lead actor, Soapy, oh God, Derizu, I'm going to slaughter mm -hmm. that. Um, he is also a major, major character in the Sky Atlantic series, Gangs of London, which is a kind of created by Gareth Evans of the Raid fame, okay, and uh, Apostle, and he he created this with, with his with his longtime cinematographer Matt Flannery, which is amazing, by the way. I watched that finally, fucking finally, I watched that. It's incredible, okay. um, and he's the he's a major character in that, and he kicks a lot of ass. So I recommend. It, it, here's the best part about all these movies that I watched. Yeah. The longest one of all of them is an hour and 43 minutes, and that's both Possessor and Super Dark Times, funny enough. That's so a, That's how indie whore goes, baby. I love it, man. You, they um. just, uh, oh, I love it. They, they get in, they get the job done, they leave. Oh, I love it, man. So, so of these five, which one would you recommend? If you had to pick one to watch. If I had to pick one, I would say Host, because I really Host? dug Host a lot. I dug, I dug all these except for Cam. Cam was, again, Cam was pretty great until the last 20 minutes. Hmm, okay. Um, I would recommend it for the, you know, the other hour and 14 minutes of it, okay. <laughs> you know, but then it falls apart. But I, I would still recommend it. Host, Super Dark Times, Possessor, and His House, I would very, very well recommend. Okay. I'm going to check out Host then before the next show. But you should. It's yeah. just, it's, Host is 57 minutes long. Yeah, I'll check that out. Which kicks ass. I, I like to watch it, that on my lunch at work. 
You could. It's great. <laughs> it's, on, uh, it's on Shutter. I recommend it. Real quick, um, some movies that I need to get to that I'm hoping to see by the time our next episode hits. The Dark and the Wicked. That's a rental. I guess not streaming anywhere. That's from Brian Bertino, who did The Strangers, which I love. Mm-hmm. And then The Monster more recently. Apparently very good. Kind of a haunted, uh, I believe it's more of like a dead grandmother kind of overstaying her welcome, you know, so to okay. speak. Um, I would like to see Gretel and Hansel. Ha- Hansel, right? Yeah. Um, that's from, is that Oz Perkins? I think that's Oz Perkins. I don't know. I get that's on for that every time I log on to Hulu, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's on Hulu and Prime. Yeah, I've been wanting to see that one for a while. Uh, Synchronic. Not really horror at all, but I think it fits the vibe of this podcast. That's from uh, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benton, who did, like, The Endless Spring. That's on, uh, that's only rental. I've been wanting to see that one for a while. That one actually came out like over a year ago, but it's just been, you know, it took a long time to go from like premiere at film festivals to release on home video. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I need to catch up on is The Vast of Night. That is a prime original. Um, and that's supposed to be a very what well, kind of universally beloved kind of, I think it's kind of like a play on like 50s kind of sci-fi mm. Um, that kind of thing. And it's supposed to be very good. And I'm trying to get to that one for a while. So I'm okay. hopefully, I think out of all these, I think I'm probably going to see synchronic first because okay. I've just been dying to see. Um, and I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of, of, uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. They're, you know, great kind of directing and writing duo. Actually, they both direct Justin Benson writes and Aaron Moorhead is the cinematographer for all their movies, which is pretty cool. I like that. You know, that must have saved mm-hmm. them a lot of money. And they also are directing a bunch of episodes of Marvel's Moon Knight next year, which for me, that's pretty sweet. So that's all I got with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those are some good ones. Uh, yeah, so like I said, Steve's going to kind of come with, come at you with some new, newer horrors. I mean, like, I'll tell you right now, like, I'm a horror fan, and I would say, like, two of these were on my radar, so... Um, that's what I'm here for, pal. Yeah, so Steve will be coming with with more of those each episode and and i'm gonna throw in a little a cult cult movie each episode too that you guys should go check out um and this week i'm gonna recommend this actually this is a recommendation that actually came from great friend of the show ryan Terkoff. i miss him he threw out this movie maybe a month ago it's called devil's reign 1975 streaming on prime video um satanic kind of neo-western um from the 70s uh lots of just like you know black church upside down crosses uh you know color tint almost giallo-esque at times and uh it's it features the the i think undisputed scream king william shatner who is just (laughs) yelling pretty much most of this movie and uh a very wispy eyebrowed uh, Ernest Borgnine, and Ernest Borgnine, Borgnine yes, yeah. um, you know, doing his best satanic uh, hooded menace, uh, uh, you know, jam. It's right. Pre- Two things. Fun stuff. Yeah. Go Two ahead. things, real quick. Number one, that sounds like a Ryan movie. Absolutely, hundred percent. And number two, we've been talking about that, right? Kind of the idea of horror westerns and how there needs mm-hmm. to be way, way more of those always because that's just a cool, you know. Yeah. It's not really picture. a horror western. I mean, it's a contemporary '70s movie, but I think it, it takes place in like a like a like a ghost town in like that's Texas close enough or to me. But close yeah, enough and, for and, me. That sounds know, awesome. Uh, Shatner's wearing a big ass cowboy hat most of the movie, so you know. 
just I highly recommend it. Like it's like a super like if you're just looking for a movie that has like that uh, a really good like just drive-in feel, kind of like dirty seventies gr- gritty uh, satanic like pre-satanic panic, but still kind of gets the point across. Like it's it's a really fun movie. Uh, it's got some really good like melty splattery gore too um which you know for the time uh, is pretty pretty great and so. a young john travolta apparently i'm reading the imdb right now ida lupino that's nuts he might have been now travolta's in it apparently now that I th- I, he might i don't i don't remember him he might have had a he might have been like in a hood he might have been one of the hooded <laughs> or maybe just another one of those huge <laughs> huge cowboy hats you know yeah so um but yeah, Devil's Reign, check it out. It's on Prime Video currently. I mean, I don't know if it, it might be somewhere else, too. And um, yeah, really good exploitation jam for you. Into that. Um, Well, shall we get into the main meat of the show here? I mean, I know we're talking movies, but we came for one thing, and that is wrestling. <laughs> and it's been, it's, been, it's been so long, right? I mean, we need to... Yeah. So... Like I said, we're going back to November 17th, 2002. This is the Survivor Series pay-per-view, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the elimination, first ever Elimination Chamber match. Wait, um, before we do this, wasn't there an event recently? Uh, am I missing something? Is, was there an event, um, or was it just not even worth mentioning? I don't remember. I there, just I thought there was an event recently. There might have been. I can't think of it. There was, like, an NXT event, I believe. Okay, that sounds but, familiar, um, but hey, fair enough. Yeah, no, I don't think there was, though. Um, schizophrenic or something. I don't yeah, know. it's okay. It's okay. But uh, no, but this weekend is elimination chamber. So maybe that's what maybe you were thinking might have been just an advertisement or something. That's yeah. true. So, like I said, we're going back to November two thousand two. So I kind of wanted to just do like a um, like a like where were we at in two thousand two? Where was the wrestling world at in November of o two? Um, because, you know, I think sometimes we got to put some of these matches into context and stuff and it, it helps to kind of put out who was the champ, you know, what, what else was going on in the world of, of this great sport. And, uh, so to start triple H is the world champion. He's going to be in this match. Um, but triple H is the world heavyweight champion. He's got the big gold belt. Um, we're going to get kind of into the weeds on what the difference between the belts are. I don't want to get too crazy on it because it is confusing because they started doing the brand split. But Triple H is heavyweight champ. Brock Lesnar is the other heavyweight champ. And we're at a time where WWE has virtually no competition. WCW hmm. ended about a year earlier, uh, year and a half, March of one. ECW folded in April of one. So... We're at the point where WWE is pretty much on top of the world. so Literally. They're not even on top. They're yeah. just the only ones left. Okay. That's, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. That is until about, you know, mid-2002. Um, we get this happening right here. On July 3rd, wrestling returns to the National Municipal Auditorium with TNA. Total non-stop action. All seats are only $10. Yeah, so we get TNA in mid-2002 now, did they name it TNA as, like, a nod to tits and ass? Isn't that how that They absolutely worth? did. Hell yeah. All right, I'm into that. Yeah. That would get that would get my 11, almost 12-year-old attention for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, TNA comes in here in 2002, 
Um, by the time this pay-per-view has happened, TNA had already been around for about six months. They had already done about two dozen 20 weekly pay-per-views. So pretty much what TNA was doing, Steve, is they were doing a pretty, like, cheap base model pay-per-view every week. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was, like, a $10. Or not, I don't even think it was $10. It might have been, like, a $5 pay-per-view every single week. So it was pretty much, like, imagine if, like, you had to pay $5 to watch, like, a Monday Night Raw every week. So. <laughs> um, I don't give, don't give anybody any ideas in 2021. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of almost doing that with these monthly, you know, monthly charges, but. That's true. Don't get the. Don't give me any ideas. I, I would I would hate if I had to pay five bucks and I wanted to watch the new Wandavision, which is amazing, <laughs> by the way. I had to mention Wandavision because the MCU is back. I'm a happy boy, and now it's never going to leave again. We're going to have it for the rest of our lives. So, That's good. Um, anyway, no, it's good for me. It's probably not good for you. But what are you going to do? Yeah. So they were running these weekly pay per views, um, but you know, I mean, it seemed to make enough money, and they ended up becoming an actual pretty big competitor with WWE. So. Ended up working out for him, I guess, in the long run. I would love to see, like, the numbers on that. Right? I'd love to see how much they actually... It's like how many people actually paid that. I would assume a lot, because it was 2002, and that's, you know... Yeah. Life was simpler back then in a good way, I think, so... I mean, yeah, I think that... I think they eventually... I think they did it, like, enough to get... They, they made enough money, or at least made enough noise, and got enough ratings to get, like, a big investor to eventually, I think kind of start throwing some real money at it where they didn't have to rely on just buys anymore you know what i mean yeah so. plus it's good for competition to have somebody oh, else yeah. there you know and then other than that too i mean ring of honor had also been running um shows for about a year they, they had just started up too so that's pretty much the big three at this time um in america at least um there's a lot of indie promotions but yeah tna had just started ring of honor was just starting, and then WWE had just eaten two of its biggest competitors. So um, they were pretty much on top of the world at this point. Um, on, aside from that, a month before this pay-per-view we're covering um, was the Brock Lesnar-Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. We covered that last year on the podcast. Um, blade jobs all around, real fun stuff. Um, yeah, that was that uh, No Way Out uh, mm. Hell in a Cell. So that so that so that's also kind of the same era we're looking at here. So like when I said Brock was on top and stuff. But um, as far as the uh, the wrestlers' storylines and stuff who are in this actual match, which actually, no, I don't think I mentioned who was in it. We have Shawn Michaels, Triple H, RVD, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, Kane, and Chris Jericho. That's a pretty stacked ticket there. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, even me, the guy who... Mm-hmm. learns a lot from this podcast even i recognize just about everybody on that list yeah so it's a it's a pretty good list pretty good pretty stacked uh um card and pretty stacked match and it's the debut match of this elimination chamber we'll get into all of like what that means and everything but um kind of leading up to this we have Shawn michaels and triple h um that's one of the biggest views going into this Shawn Michaels actually, like, a lot of people forget this. Shawn Michaels technically kind of retired in 1998, um, at least from in-ring. He wasn't really wrestling after that Mike Tyson incident at that WrestleMania in 98. Um, So when he comes back here in 2002, he's on almost like a four-year hiatus, and he immediately starts feuding with Triple H. Um, They have a super bloody, unsanctioned match at SummerSlam before this, 
um, which is that that is actually Sean's first match back since 1998. But um, and it is super bloody as well. And that's another uh, that's for another podcast when we get into that unsanctioned match. But um, these two are immediately feuding. Uh, Triple H uh, was kind of gifted or awarded the world heavyweight title. Again, this is the brand split time, which I don't know if you know what that means, Steve, but it's like, it's when, so they have Raw and SmackDown. Right. And they kind of try to make it almost like, like WWE has no more competition. So what they kind of try and spin it as is like the shows within their umbrella are competing with each other. Does that kind of make sense? It, it does. It does. So, yeah. so they're kind of doing this like brands, but that's why you have two different champions. You have the heavyweight champ, which is Triple H, and you have the WWE champ, which is Brock Lesnar, who is at SmackDown, and Triple H is at Raw. So that you're kind of having these like competing shows, which are being treated almost like separate companies. Um, and like I said, Triple H is when when they do this brand split, Triple H is just awarded the heavyweight title. So it's very controversial. Um, Sounds like they're it's their way of kind of creating drama exactly. since they don't have any other competitors to do it, right? Hundred percent right, makes sense. Okay. So um, in September of two thousand two, here that's that's when Triple H gets the um, gets the title, and this is pre Evolution, which is another faction we can get into later. That's with Batista and Ric Flair and Randy Orton, but um, this is all pre that. But Ric Flair is still managing uh, Triple H at this time, but um. Also, about uh, a month prior to this pay-per-view, um, this is where Triple H and Kane start to kind of have a feud. And this is where the infamous Katie Vick segment takes place in about, uh, I think it's September of 2002. And I don't know if you remember this, Steve, because this is way, way old. But back on the Corpse Mania episode, which I think is episode oh, God. two or three, maybe three. We talk about this Katie Vick um, storyline in WWE, which is where Triple H essentially uh, fabricates a story, which, I mean, I guess everything's a fabrication in wrestling, but he does he, he tells this story that Kane killed his girlfriend in a car crash and then uh, turned into a necrophiliac. <laughs> and You know, I feel like I do remember this. I mean, yeah. it's kind of hard to forget that, you know? Like, so... Um, so that being said, you know, it's a pretty big shock. You know, that's, that's one of the most infamous raw moments ever is when triple H dresses up as Kane and then crawls into this casket with a, with like a mannequin in it. That's meant to, that I remember. Yeah. So, Oh yes. So that show is also, um, the same show where this See, survivor series. Nope. I will debut the elimination chamber. Oh my so God, this Derek is Eric Bischoff here. You're, you're probably asking yourself and right now. You're probably saying he's debuting the Elimination he Chamber. He's kind of the manager what of is Raw, Eric the general manager. Okay, the face well, of it. Tell like, you. This, is he like? Is he well known for the camera? Oh yeah. So oh. he was. He ran WCW. I'm sorry. He was like uh, now, Vince bought out WCW. And six. Eric Bischoff was the Vince Monday of WCW. Night. Raw okay. superstars. Is he still oh, in, the, in the game uh -huh. at all, or is he? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, and it's going to have. He's kind of doing more like elements uh, of podcasting and stuff, series. behind the scenes okay. stuff. Uh -oh. So, Royal Portland Rumble, two thousand two. Yeah. yeah. And my so, all-time personal favorite. 
here you hear Eric Bischoff talking about like kind of what Elimination Chamber is going to be. It has Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, War Games, all kind of combined into one match. You're probably asking yourself right now, who would Eric Bischoff put in such a historic matchup? Well, obviously, you call Bischoff Triple H. Champion. <laughs> yeah. I love Biscoff cookies, man. Chris Pro tip. Jericho. Run a plane. Uh-oh. Dip the Biscoff cookies in the Starbucks Booker coffee. Thank you later. Thank you later. Rob Van Dam. RDD. Okay. Kane. Wait a minute. And Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series. <laughs> so there you hear that's kind of the announcement of elimination chamber um he doesn't quite give all the details yet he just kind of says like who's in it which looking back at it i mean it makes perfect sense who's in it i mean k and triple h have a feud going on Shawn michaels and triple h have a feud going on um but he it sounds like they're just kind of randomly selecting top guys uh, so that, that that's kind of the introduction to Elimination Chamber. We don't we don't know yet that it's the the structure that we've come to know now, but we know that it's going to kind of be War Games, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series. So you're assuming it's going to be a shit ton of guys coming in at intervals in a big fucking steel structure. Um, sounds great. Yeah, it is great, and it's going to be super bloody. So. Um, kind of lastly, we have the um, Jericho, RVD, Kane, and Booker T. They're kind of like the, like I said, the Triple H-Kane feud is is probably the biggest one. I'm sorry, uh, Triple H-Shawn Michaels is probably the biggest feud right there. Followed by the Kane-Triple H just because of the fucking ridiculousness of it. And then RVD, Jericho, Kane, and Booker T are kind of all the, the remainder of the, what I would say, like the top guys on Raw. Um, okay. The IC title has been bouncing between Jericho and RVD and Kane. Um, it actually gets unified, which that's that means that they pull the title away and Triple H becomes, I, I guess, like the IC title holder, the Intercontinental title holder, and the heavyweight title. It's it's very confusing wrestling nonsense, but <laughs> um, the main thing is is that. The, these guys are all fighting for the IC title while it was still in existence, and Triple H just kept pretty much interfering in the matches. So they all have a bone to pick with Triple H. Um, He's definitely the heel in this scenario. Oh, huh? for sure. I mean, we, we're kind of seeing a babyface Kane here, which is which is fun. Um, Did that ever exist? Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say he was definitely like when. Triple H was trying to frame him for necrophilia. He was kind of a baby face because, you know, that's pretty a heavy accusation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't be the baby face? Yeah, okay. So, if, you're getting, if you're getting framed like that, yeah, you inherently become the baby face. And I think the heel is speaks for itself. Yeah. So okay. that's pretty much um, what we're looking at with uh, as, as far as um, kind of where we're at with the storylines and stuff going into this. Uh, Triple H... You know, kind of, I think in the eyes of a lot of people, was unfairly given the title. And now it's pretty much the deck is stacked against him to lose it. So that's, in a nutshell, you know, that's my IMDb review or synopsis of, of what's about to go on here. <laughs> so Perfect. Um, so getting into the actual pay-per-view here. So um, 
Survivor Series 2002, like I said, WWE probably has the most money, probably because they're coming off like the Austin era, so they're re- they they're, they have fucking everything going for them. And to be clear, you mean Stone Cold Steve Austin? Right? Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. Okay, just so making sure. Absolutely. So yeah, they have. Um, they're coming off like they're probably the most profitable time ever. So this is a time where they're having like a lot of like bands and they're buying like rights to music and stuff. And the show actually opens with a live version of of this song. So, are you familiar with Saliva, Steve? All too well, of course. <laughs> so I know this song. So back in 2002, you know, I, you know, Man. Saliva, I mean, this, 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 this intro video alone is just, uh, the production of this is just so badass. And I mean, for me, like a little middle schooler, um, yeah. How do you not get hyped from that? Come on. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be dead inside. It's man. crazy. So, so Saliva is actually playing this live at the beginning of the pay-per-view, um, they're at, that's what your five bucks get you, my friend. Yeah. So they're at the they're at like a bar across the street from Madison Square Gardens, I believe, um, playing this, and uh, they they do a few more songs throughout the pay per view. But um, yeah, I don't know. They just really have a WWE just had such a like vibe back then that I feel like shaped me as a as a like a preteen because like this is sure. like right when I was pretty much getting full into wrestling mode as a little kid. Um, right at that like 11 year old mark so um that this whole song <laughs> and everything really spoke to me and just the whole package the whole package so um, All right. but let's run through some of the other um matches that were on the card here because it actually was a pretty good show and uh i mean there was a lot of a lot of really crazy big names at the time so we had the dudley boys which is actually uh bubba ray dudley and uh uh, Spike Dudley, not Devon, and Matt Hardy. They uh, defeated Three Minute Warning, which is uh, Rosie Roman Reigns' brother, and uh, I think it w- the guy who would go on to become Omaga. And I don't remember what he was going by at this time. But uh, elimination table match. I mean, this is the match where you see a lot of clips of where Jeff Hardy climbs up the um, he climbs up the uh, like you know like in when you go to an arena, Steve. There's like the kind of uh, tunnels that you come out of. And then you go up to of your course. seats. Oh, yeah. So Jeff Hardy does like oh, a yeah. swanton bomb off of one of those onto oh. a table. So it, it's, it's like a super famous clip that's come from that now. Um, table elimination now, match. Really awesome way to start the show. Yeah, um, Now, hold on. Did Roman Reigns, he did he, he has cancer, right? Is that? Yeah, he had, me? he had, or he's, you know, he's in remission. So, I mean, I, okay. I don't know if someone... You know, I don't know. Once you have cancer, do you always kind of have it? But yeah, he's he's. I think he's in remission, or he's he's okay. got it cleared up. That's what I wanted. To, yeah, I remember yeah. he had it, and I know that he. Uh, and I wasn't sure if it. Okay. Yeah. And so Rosie is actually his brother, who's who's passed away, but um, he was quite a bit older, and um, yeah, he was he was part of Three Minute Warning, which was pretty much just like a couple of big Samoan dudes who kind of had like a hip hop gimmick. It always is. Um, <laughs> God bless. So, followed by that, we had Billy Kidman, Jamie Noble. This is back when WWE actually had a cruiserweight championship, which was kind of cool. They brought it back recently. So, 
Um, is that like what what level would that be? Is that on the lower end or is that on the higher um, end? No, so the cruiserweight championship was more or less just like to give smaller guys a championship. Sure. So it's on the lower end in terms of like weight class. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, okay. I think now, I mean, it's all wrestling, so it's kind of fake and fluffed. But technically, oh, yeah. you know, you're not supposed to be over 205 weight. So uh, little guys, um, you know, a lot, but uh, you know, this is where you see a lot of stuff you like, Steve, a lot of luchadors, um, mm-hmm. a lot of Japanese guys, uh, tend to be more in that weight class and do a lot more high flying stuff. So, Love um, it. yeah, like Rey Mysterio, perfect example of a cruiserweight, um, perfect. followed following that we had Victoria and Trish status. Um, women's hardcore championship match, which I actually, you know, I watched this today and surprisingly pretty good. Like I wasn't expecting much from a women's hardcore match. You know, I know, um, I knew it wasn't going to be super crazy, but pretty fun match. Uh, Victoria gets her nose like possibly broken and that she bleeds like everywhere. Uh, not, you know, no blade job, but definitely kind of, kind of gruesome for a women's match at the time. Um, and I should say for both of these, um, the champion lost. Billy Kidman defeated the champion, Jamie Noble. Victoria defeated the champion, Trish Stratus. So we're seeing two title changes, and we see another one in the next event, which is Big Show Brock Lesnar. Um, again, this is fresh off the match we covered last um, last year with Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, where Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are still kind of figuring out their wrestler manager role and uh brock lesnar uh, actually loses the match because paul Heyman accidentally uh hits him with a chair so it's yeah that's fun stuff but you know the the, big show is he yes he's the is he go ahead is he still in the game or is he yeah what what else okay he's still in the game big show is a name that i have not heard in quite some time that's why i read this and thought okay big show yeah and and you may remember big show steve as um the giant from our halloween havoc episode who fell off of um kobo hall ah yes okay yeah okay yeah big show the giant became big show um once he came to wwe and left wcw so And then the the kind of the the final match before we get into the elimination chamber here is a tag team match, a three way tag team which has uh, Chavo and Eddie Guerrero versus Edge and Rey Mysterio, who are the champs at the time, and Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle, and really great match, tons of high flying stuff, um, and Edge and Rey go into that as the champs, and they actually lose it to the Guerreros. Uh, but, I don't know, it just shows you how stacked WWE was at this time. So, that's the lead-up to uh, what, we're, what we're heading towards here. And uh, the Elimination Chamber match, uh, let me see here. It actually starts with, uh, with this, with Eric Bischoff coming out. And he finally kind of explains what we're dealing with here. We see the structure, we see it's fucking big. Um... You know, it's this. It's literally hanging above the ring, it's like the whole pay per view. You know how they? Mm-hmm. We've seen that before, Steve. Where they like literally just hang the cell up there. Oh yeah. So here, this is Eric Bischoff kind of explaining what happens in the ring here and what this whole thing is made out of. And back making history once again. 
So yeah, they're MSG Mass Square Gardens here. They can only come from the mind. Oh, big time. The great mind. <laughs> I guess you kind of have to in this. The elimination chamber. So he's taking credit for creating this. Two miles. I see. That of shame. Over ten tons of solid steel design. Seems like at McDonald's place. <laughs> Yeah, ten tons of steel, two miles of chain link. Really nice McDonald's Yeah. For the ultimate prize, the world heavyweight championship. So the championship is on the line. Now here's how it's all going to happen. The first four men in this ring, they're going to step inside and be confined to an eternal. Locked chamber. So you see these, Steve? They're like into the shower door. Bulletproof plexiglass. Bulletproof, though. And steel. Remember, bulletproof remember that it's bulletproof, Steve. Every five minutes. I will remember that. It, 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 you know what? It might be like a, we'll a Chekhov's glass. If you will. Chekhov's glass. Referees. Good shit, buddy. Good stuff. <laughs> I like that. The last two men you see out of the ring tonight, they're going to start the contest. Now, elimination, it can happen one of two ways. Either by pitfall, or if you can't stand the pain, and if you can't stand the punishment, then by submission, until there is one, just one, sole survivor and that man becoming the world heavyweight champion. Okay, so that was Eric Bischoff kind of explaining what's going to happen. People are going to come in. They're going to be in these little kind of cells. Like you said, shower doors. That's a good – that's pretty much exactly what it is, Steve. That's why you have me on this podcast. Um, they're going to come out in, like, five-minute intervals. Uh, there's going to be two guys in the ring fighting at the top. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, the the rules to the match there. And um, we're, I'm going to kind of skip over everybody uh, who's going to be coming to the ring because, you know, you know these pay-per-views, they, they spend, like, ten minutes just, like, getting the guys in the ring. Oh, yeah. So um, we're just jumping right to, the, right to the top here. Um, maybe. Maybe if it loads right. But uh, but you kind of you kind of see the structure, Steve. It kind of looks like a uh, like the War Games structure almost. Right. It's uh, I like it. it looks nice. Yeah, it, it's definitely really cool looking. Um, Would mind fighting to the death in that thing. Yeah, I mean it definitely looks cool, and it's uh, oh there we go. So we are starting the match here. Uh, Triple H is going to start it out with uh, Rob Van Dam. And uh, so, Steve, I don't think... I think we covered a Rob Van Dam match, like, once, long time ago, like, back with Ryan, and it was, like, a really shitty YouTube video. But um, Rob Van Dam's, like, a super ECW guy. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him, so... No, I'm, I think I you're going to like him, though. the uh, education. Big high flyer. Okay. Um, Marty in. 
So you're familiar with pretty much everybody else in the ring. Um, maybe we haven't really yeah. covered Booker T, but familiar with him? Uh, I am familiar with the name, yes. Okay. I've heard of his name before. Yeah, so Booker he T. locked him in. Yeah, so they're locked in there. So uh, the match is starting here with, uh, yeah, with Triple H. So they, they have five minutes here to kind of duke it out with just the two of them. And uh, we're gonna have to wait to see who who comes in here. But you ha- so you have we, we've never have you ever watched an elimination chamber, Steve? Even just like, I mean, obviously not on the podcast. I don't think but so. No, I don't think so. No. So I mean, you saw Eric Bischoff out there. I mean, he was he really was like banging on the metal. Like it isn't it it isn't uh, fake. No, it's legitimate. I'm, it's like a I mean, magician I mean, trying I mean, to you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, wrestling technically is right, but I mean, this is real metal, and um, we're going to get into some of the actual injuries that take place in this uh, in this match because there there are some legit injuries, and just even the backdrop there that Triple H took. um, Yeah, I wouldn't want that to be me. That wouldn't fuck you up bad. Yeah. Um. Is somebody blade job in this or what? Are we blading? Um, we're gonna have three blades. Is it not even necessary? We're gonna have three blades. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! What, okay. what do you think, Steve? Look at look at this structure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good point. Uh, Triple H might. Oh no, he's not yet. But um, but next time they show him, Steve, on camera, I want you to give me a a, a take on what you think of Shawn Michaels' haircut in this era. I feel like we need we need. The, the queen herself here of the hair. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. wow, that's because Sean Michaels. He almost, he almost has a he almost has a John Ham face. You know, it's like if John Ham had that haircut. Who Rob Van Dam? Yeah. So Triple H is already bleeding. Oh yeah. Um, from hitting I the, think I didn't the, notice that the cage there. So, uh, but yeah, look at Shawn Michaels' hair in, in the cell there. Do you see that? I do. What is that? I don't. The he hell do you like, consider that? I don't even know. It's like kind of like blonde Farquad. <laughs> blonde Farquad. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we're no strangers. What is going on here? See, I'm into this. So yeah, so like, that's, it's that's RVD just did like I think it's, he calls it like the Rolling Thunder. Um, yeah, it's like a somersault. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's, it's completely unnecessary, but I like it. Yeah. So I like the unnecessary shit. What can I say? So yeah, so they this is the the elimination chamber kind of started as like this kind of mashup of uh, Royal Rumble and War Games, but it kind of became like its own uh, thing. Like it's its own pay per view now, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and it really is one of like the few matches. Oh, and there's Jericho there getting the finger from RVD. But it's one of the few pay-per-views that like I still really kind of enjoy because it has like this real sense of like danger to it. Sure. Okay. So there is some sort of interference you, you, they can pull within the uh, oh yeah the hyperbolic chamber. You just can't get out because right. it's bulletproof. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally bulletproof. It's literally bulletproof, and it's uh, Triple H just got crotched there on the corner. Uh, RVD was up on the up on top, getting uh, kind of grabbed by Jericho. 
and uh, we're heading into we, we got to be getting close here to the uh, to the next entrant coming in and you'll see Steve it kind of yeah. comes at random like okay well I was gonna mention that it needs a timer but maybe the, t- the lack of a timer is preferable yeah well though the, yeah, there, I think there will be a timer when it gets to like maybe 30 seconds or, or so holy shit that is 100% blonde farquad you, are, you nailed it <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, so Shawn Michaels takes a, a four-year hiatus, and he, you know, he's the sexy boy. You know, he's the heartbreak kid, and he comes back with, I think, arguably one of the worst haircuts in wrestling history. And that's saying something, because boy, these yeah. haircuts, you know, left uh, from front to back, it's just a disaster. Yeah, and I mean, this is 2002, so like, I don't really know what the hairstyle of the time was. Oh, I know. I had frosted tips. Oh, okay. Not, I mean, I, I had, I had, I had uh, like color, like frosted highlights, not frosted tips. But, you know, but I like had. You had the highlights. You know, that was. I had the highlights. Yeah. It's oh, a good look. Your ass, I did. Oh, there's a timer. Okay, so okay. yeah, here's the Eight timer coming in here. Boy, that looks like an early 2000s, like Xbox logo <laughs> looking motherfucker right there. Yeah, this is like Xbox One era. It's like and PS2. Yeah, that's incredible. So, um, PS2 came out two years prior. Xbox came out well, a, a year prior. So here's Jericho coming out, and Jericho, speaking of, like, bad facial hair, he's got, like, this, like, braided ponytail, Ooh, Yeah, and then he's got, like, the fucking, like, Surge tankin', uh, like, kind of, like, rubber-banded like, goatee. He looks like Penn Jillette. He looks like Penn Jillette. Yeah. So he's, he's got the Penn Jillette going on yeah. there. I'm gonna call it the Penn Jillette. So, fuck. He's got the, 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 the ponytail and the... Yeah. Chin strap, like the, like the chin. I don't even know what the hell you it's, call it's that. It's, just, it's the pendulum. It's just chin hair, and then it's like kind of like also ponytailed. It's um, pendulum minus the good storytelling. <laughs> oh, he's a good storyteller in the ring. Yeah, well, Pendulum's a fucking great storyteller. <laughs> Listen to that guy on a podcast; it's unbelievable. That dude can tell a story. I love Pendulum. I'd love to get him on the podcast, Steve. Can you get him on our show? I'll see what I can. Would he? Do. Would he? Would he watch wrestling with us? I mean, uh, Pendulette probably. Are you kidding me? That dude is crazy. I love Pendulette. Yeah, I'll tweet at him and see what I can do. Thank you. So, um, fun That's fact about Jericho myself. here. He actually, I think, ha- he's the he he's been in the most Elimination Chamber matches. Um, like, of all? Like, I think he's been in, like, I think it's ten he's, he's participated in. Um, I think he's only won one of them, though. So... Um, you know, I wouldn't say like this is his signature match by any means, but uh, sure. you know, he definitely uh, knows his way around the chamber. So, Triple H, as of right now, is the only one busted open, bloody, um, from hitting the cage. But uh, Jericho is about to bleed. And Shawn Michaels might become the bloodiest once we get to him. Uh, That's what I like to hear. Yeah, it makes sense with that with that hair. So, and I, I guess too, we should say. I mean, Eric Bischoff mentioned it, but yeah, it's Triple H is the champ here. But if he gets eliminated first, he ought. I mean, he loses the title. The title is up for grabs as soon as he entered the chamber. So. You know, he could be eliminated. Okay, we don't have an elimination yet, but... uh, And anybody... It's just last man standing, pretty much. That's pretty much how the rules work. So, Triple H has to survive for, what is it, six guys. 
So like I said, odds are very much stacked against him during this whole ordeal. But um, I'm tweeting to Ben to Pendulette right oh, now thank to you. make sure I'm getting this out. <laughs> oh, and Jericho up there giving Shawn Michaels the suck it. Uh, what what are your thoughts so far, Steve, on, on on the competition here? Just a lot of guys getting thrown around on the steel. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it doesn't take a lot. I mean, you know, it's kind of, kind of contradicting myself. It doesn't take a lot to impress me, but as long as that a lot is all high flying shit, but. I'm impressed. I like the idea of this. I think mean, they kind of have every five minutes it kind of changes up a bit. Yeah. So let me get your take on this, you, because I know you're. I know you got an eye for film and things. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Well, so how, how, what do you think of like the production of this? Like they have one guy that looks like kind of in the cage there, and they're kind of getting shots from the outside. Um, I mean, I, I have always thought like the production value, like I. I I think the, the elimination chamber just like looks cool. Well, you have to you have to have a lot of coverage considering the size of this thing and everything going on, yeah. right? I mean, they probably have at least one or two more camera guys out there than usual. To, yeah, they probably have a guy in every corner shooting through those chain links. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then one guy in here, uh, actually, uh, you know, getting the getting the action up the close like this. Too. Yeah, but um. But yeah, I mean, this is really where, like, WWE, I think, just is, like, kind of a step above a lot of the competition. Like, it's one of, like, the things that you don't think about, but the production value just is really, like, something to kind of take for granted, I feel like. Well, I mean, for something like this, I think it's kind of meant, you know, like, if, if you if you don't realize all the work going into it, that's a good thing, right? It's like, yeah. uh, it's it's like your, your, your company's IT department, like, you know, like if you if you forget they exist, they're doing their job. Exactly. As soon as you remember that the IT department exists, it's not a good thing for them. There's a huge DDT there from Triple H on uh, RVD, and uh, we also have the countdown here. So you see how it kind of goes to this, like, uh aerial view with the lights and yeah, then it lights great. up uh, one of the cells and here comes Booker T in damn he comes out yeah man. and we, I mean we haven't covered man. a Booker T match yet Steve but I mean I feel like this is this is your kind of dude I mean a lot Lordy of just, I like a guy well cause he's been he's been cooped up in that cage yeah. for so long well that's kind of the thing saying? too is like you come out just rabid from from these so because you're in that, that you're in that that small shower door. Oh, that was break dancing. Yeah, right? this isn't my man. So this right is the, the Spinner Rooney from <laughs> Booker T. Spinner Rooney. Spinner Rooney. This guy gets better every minute that I yeah. see him. I know. I really. I, we should. We should. We got to cover more Booker T matches because I really love his matches. But he there's not a ton of like super bloody ones for the show. I keep trying to find one, but uh, I I, I can't. I, I have a hard time finding them. He has a lot more stamina than I do. Good God, I'm already tired of seeing him. <laughs> but yeah, you see, he's got like those big like kicks. He does like the big high kicks yeah. a lot. And he's got these just like huge long legs. But um, but yeah, Booker T was like I was I was a pretty big Booker fan as a kid. Um, because I I had never seen WCW. He's already coming out of, you know, he's already been a star kind of throughout the '90s. But I I know him more from this era WWE. So, um. Yeah, I, the Mountain Dew era. Yeah, yes. It's early two thousands, man. It is, that is a that is a an era that is has its own identity. It really does, and it's kind of coming back. I feel like in Gen Z culture to an extent. It age it's aged better than like the seventies. Like, 
It really has. I mean, there's like it's just I, 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 through I mean, other than like 9/11, the early early aughts, early 2000s was just <laughs> that was a good time, man. I mean, because we were young and didn't know oh, any yeah. better, but I'm like, shit, man, this is. I mean, there's like I'm times my, where like, I'm, I'm waiting I for the Nintendo DS a... pretty soon. Oh, nice. I, I get like super nostalgic kind of for like uh, like early 2000s horror sometimes. Like going back and watching like the ring. Like the faculty. Or, well, the faculty was like no, it was ninety nine, but that yeah, kind of thing, yeah. Even, even like some of the scream the sequels others. that came out in like the the early two thousands. And okay, so at this moment here, we're seeing Rob Van Dam go up to the to the top rope here. Um, his signature move is a frog splash, but uh, frog splash. The ropes yeah. weren't high enough, so he's going up to the actual top of one of the cells. <laughs> He did more height than that, than the ropes could provide. Um, he's about to legitimately injure Triple H here. Uh, okay, I'm ready. I'm watching. I'm primed. Holy so shit. He comes down on his knee, and they're going to show it on the replay here, and it hits Triple H right, like right, um, kind of in the soft spot right above your rib cage, and it actually like collapsed his esophagus. Wow. Okay. So here, so that's actual damage. Yeah. So that one of those knees. Oh yeah, man. Hits him, and he's like, he actually is like, uh, is it like the trachea. You know, I'm not a doctor, but there's like, there's some stuff in there that's like, like he's he's having some tr- trouble breathing down there. But yeah, Triple H would actually get really pretty injured from this match, um, mainly from that. Uh, and Booker T just eliminated RVD actually. Uh, Damn. After that frog. Well, oh, good. But I like um, to see my new man thriving. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a pretty brutal, um, pretty brutal injury. It's it's gone down. It's kind of one of the uh, most infamous, like one of the worst inju- injuries to take place in a uh, in a in a elimination chamber. Um, there's been some other guys who've had, I think, concussions and stuff, but. You know, I think that's to be expected. <laughs> that's par for the course, yeah. yeah. Occupational hazard. But, the, but yeah, like the... Uh, I forget what the actual... They they called it, but yeah, it's like a compressed trachea or compressed Yikes. esophagus. So, uh, you know, it's not good. It starts swelling up, and yeah, so he was having some trouble here, but he's actually going to make it pretty far in this match. He's not going to... Um, he's not going to be eliminated for quite a while. So okay, you know Triple H gets a lot of hate, but um, Damn. you like that Jericho uh, backflip? I do, <laughs> I do. Yes, you know me in the flips. I know. And uh, yeah, we just got rid of RVD, who was probably the most uh, agile of the bunch. But you know Jericho's really proven himself too. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have even notice these guys are doing a great job. There's that ten, ten so every ten seconds left, yeah. they bring out the. The Mountain Dew Microsoft Xbox <laughs> logo. It's nuts, man. It looks like an old like SanDisk MP3 player. Yeah. So we're down to Shawn Michaels and Kane. And uh, Kane is coming out here. And Kane's actually looking pretty lean uh, compared to... Uh, now, Kane's always been a big guy. And I guess I can uh, confirm that right now. I'm looking at him. He's a monster. Big guy. Bigger than The Undertaker. Now yeah, the, he's a scary boy. Now he's the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, which is, I think we've talked about Did this I on the show. That? I feel like, it's, yeah, we must have, because that, which is, of course, just, like, incredible beyond comprehension, but <laughs> I'm a fan. 
Yeah, hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's keeping him warm down there uh, right now. But uh, I think so. But um, yeah, so Jericho is just thrown out onto the steel here, and Kane is uh, following him out, picking him up by the hair. Um, he picked him up over his. <laughs> There's the Kane I know. Good God, man! <laughs> and uh, a I think this monster. is Jericho just went headfirst into the cage, and I think he's. I think this is where he's going to start. Actually, you know what? I'm going to let this just do it. The talking for itself. Oh! <laughs> he just smashed him right through the bulletproof glass. I mean, the glass didn't break. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the bulletproof glass. Huh. Mm. Whoa, that's a cane thing, all right. Yeah. How do you come back from that? How do you get up from that and go, yeah, I'm going to kick this guy's ass? You can't do that. Come on. <laughs> so, so now you see. So, yeah, are we, are we going to call that a Chekhov's glass? Yeah, okay. But, yep, I was, yeah, I forgot about it. By, so. by calling it the, um, by calling it, but, I mean, why else would you have to say it's bulletproof? Um, wow, that's a great point. Good, good, uh, good literary checkoff reference. Thank Appreciate you. it, buddy. So, yeah, he's, uh, Jericho's through the glass right now. Um, he's over there. He actually did a blade job, too. Um, we got our second he, he one of the wouldn't even match. need to, man. He wouldn't even need to. He, or he, wouldn't even need to, I should say. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, you know. You know, we don't even know if it's a bleed. He went through that bulletproof glass. You know, he could just be bloody. Um, we saw what glass did in that. Uh, remember that uh, Hell of War match we covered where the guy went through the plate yeah. glass in the ambulance? You bet your ass. Absolutely. So, I mean, we know what glass can do to a guy. Was that the was that the no rules one? That was the. Uh... Yeah, it was the no yeah, rules yeah, yeah. Um, Lucha Underground. That's right. That was yeah, and so another lion salt there from Chris Jericho. Um and he actually got the pin on Booker. See, this would be really fun to see live. I wasn't paying attention back in 02, but yeah. this would have been fun as hell. So, I w- I've been to a Hell in the Cell live, and it, that was pretty fun. But, um, oh, there's a good shot of Jericho all bloody. Yeah. Um, That's the promo shot right there. I mean, I think if you were going to see an Elimination Chamber, I think back then was the time to do it. I mean, it's still probably cool, but... Um, you know, I just think back then. I mean, the, so much, shit was just so much crazier back in two thousand two. Just in the in the world in general. I, I wish I could. <laughs> right. Well, is it weird that I wish I could smell what it smells like in that ring right now? God. Can you imagine? I mean, it's just it's gotta be musty. It's 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 like seeing people like in this. Uh, in a in a venue like this, like it's it's almost hit the point where it's like surreal with where we're at in the pandemic right now. <laughs> <laughs> will we ever get back to this? I simply don't know. Yeah, you know? I, I think we will. But the answer the answer is yes, but it does not feel like it. I just no. I literally cannot conceive it. You know, like I saw a clip from like a, a hockey game and you know just the roar of the crowd and I'm like that just seems an otherworldly experience. You know, oh, it's yeah. just nuts, man. Well, like we'll see this year. I mean, they're doing a WrestleMania. Um, I have a feeling it's outside. It's actually where I think they hosted the Super Bowl. So I think it's, okay. I think it's gonna. You know, I don't know if you watched any of the Super Bowl, but I mean, they had fans there. So yeah. I'm a, you know, WrestleMania's in two months. So I, I, I would be two months. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I would, I would Let's not see. be. They're definitely gonna have fans because, yeah, you know, I, why, you know, if the NFL did it, why wouldn't wrestling do it? So I just can't get over the presence that Kane has in the ring right now. Oh, dude, yeah. it's just a, it's like I'm watching Godzilla vs. Kong early. And Good remember, God, Triple man. H is 
is accusing Kane of necrophilia. <laughs> so I won't even you could I feel like you couldn't even hurt Kane's feelings. <laughs> no, he's kind of a sensitive guy. I think. I think. Yes. I think that's I mean, what I've gathered mayor from of Kane. A Tennessee City, so with Tennessee. So God, he's just a mondo boy. This is a. Damn, I think this, this is technically Kane. before Kane was unmasked officially. Um, okay, we're down to our we're down to our our final entrant here. Five seconds to go. We got fucking Farquad. Look at just this haircut. I yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> I mean, I, I I wouldn't I would rock it myself for a day just to see what it feels like. But I mean, thank God he's gonna get it covered in blood in about five minutes here. But you, you um, can't be the last one out and not like go out swinging, right? You can't like sheepishly walk out. You have to obviously, you know, they've been thinking about you the whole time. You've had yeah. the whole time to think about what you're going to do, your attack plan. And, and every time they go to that number, you know, you're getting you're getting yourself jazzed up and ready to get in there because you don't know if you're next yeah. or not. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's not like it's not pre-selected. No, it's, it's all random. random. So he's he's been hyped oh, up for the past okay. four entrants. So he's finally rearing to go, and you know he just took down. He actually, you know, he took down Kane. He took down Jericho. Um, you know, he's I'm feeling Kane's gonna get his his revenge, though. You know, he he's kind of got this bad haircut, but I think he's kind of feeling it. If you're gonna have that haircut, you better be confident about it. <laughs> um. So yeah, at this point, it's down to four: Kane, Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Triple H is still pretty rough shape. Uh, Currently the most bloody in the match, uh, but uh, but Kane here is about to pretty much put the whooping down on uh, Shawn Michaels. Imagine my shock! Oh my God, that's like the yeah. that that is a move you pull when you know you're just like twice as big as the other guy. Massive choke slam from Kane to Shawn Michaels. Does it again to Triple H, who has a smashed trachea, <laughs> and then one more insult to, to injury, man. One more to Jericho here. That is an amazing move. I love that so much. Yeah, the choke slam. Love I mean, choke slam. Oh, and he's gonna finish somebody off here. He's doing the cutthroat. Someone's in trouble, huh? Yeah, and it looks like it's gonna be Triple H. Uh, he's got him by the hair. Good end his misery. Good God, get this guy <laughs> out of here. Oh, he's going up for a pile driver here, Tombstone. Oh, didn't work oh, out too well. Oh, Triple shit. H pushes Kane right into a sweet chin music from Shawn Michaels. Which is good because Shawn Michaels needs the help because yeah. he's just not even in the same class as Kane <laughs> weight wise, you know, body wise. No. Triple H gets Kane in the pedigree, takes him down, but Triple H is all fucked up. He can't even get the pin. And then a lion saw from Jericho. I think that's going to finish that was off amazing. Kane. The pen, the pen, Gillette, man, a power <laughs> cruising through his veins. It, it, isn't the, okay, so speaking of, of Penn and Teller, it, I believe they actually did an episode on wrestling, and they kind of explained blading. Is this sound familiar to you? Because I swear I to mean, God, and I might look this up after the show, there's a picture of Penn Gillette blading and bleeding. I would like to see that. I should have put that in a tweet. Be like, this you, bro? Get on the <laughs> podcast, man. What the I might hell? be completely making that up, account. but... I swear to God, I've seen it somewhere. At Blade Job Podcast, I don't tweet on it as much like, like I should, but no. that's what the Twitter is at Blade Job Podcast. Well, now we got a tweet from Penn and Gillette, so spread the word. <laughs> get him, you know, get him trending. Kind of get like get Penn, get Gillette, or get Penn on Blade Job Podcast. 
So Sean just thrown into the cage there twice by Jericho, and um, he's probably doing the zipper job on himself there. And I think we have all three guys in the ring now are uh, are pretty bloody. Um, maybe Sean's not bleeding. We need yet. more. Yeah, he needs to get more. He's well because he hasn't been in there as long. And that's gotta, true. Gonna warm him up. You know? But like I said, I think Sean is gonna take the cake for the bloodiest by the end of this. And oh, yeah, as you can that. see, Triple H is already pretty bloody. But I yeah, think Sean's going to actually, uh, uh, you know, take that crown. There it is. Oh, uh, yeah, and you can kind of see it. He, he definitely cut himself, and Jericho's trying to open it up a little bit more by legitimately punching him in the head. Oh, my, he's, he's trying to pop it like a zit. <laughs> oh, it's poor. This is how, how football players get CTE. Good God, man. <laughs> Good. So Jericho there with kind of a Bronco Buster. Um, oh, he's kind of doing like his footwork. Whoa, what's he doing? <laughs> he's floating like a butterfly, baby. Uh, so Jericho, yeah, he's kind of um, he's just on the cusp of being like uh, of being like a world champ. He's 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 been in that icy title spot, um, but Jericho's about to kind of hit like superstardom. He, he's always kind of been like the like an upper mid card guy, sure. but he's uh oh and th- look at this the using the cage like a cheese grater. How do you not do that at some point? I mean, that's perfect. That's that's Ooh. being resourceful. That's all that is. And Triple H throwing Sean into the bulletproof glass and not breaking him through it. I think only Kane can throw people through the glass. I I mean well yeah. I mean it's it Kane is, is made out of bulletproof. It's glass. bulletproof so. Um, I know they mentioned it specifically, <laughs> and they also mentioned that it's solid s- suspicious, which makes suspicious considering no one here has a gun. So why would they mention that it's bulletproof? You know what I'm saying, yeah. So oh, I just I just like got like freaked out for a second there. I was hearing these people yelling in the in the match, uh, and I thought it was somebody yelling outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sheila. But um, yeah, as you can see here, Sean is oh, uh, yeah. Sean's hitting the. I think he's he's getting close to a Muda here. I mean, you know, that's certainly a crimson mask, as we are one to comment on this podcast. Yeah. But I'm, th- I'm thirsty yeah. for more. You know, I, I oh, perfect. That this is this is a little behind the scenes, but back in back when we were initially brainstorming ideas for the podcast. We almost called the show Crimson Mask. Oh, yeah. But, we, you know, Blade Job, you know, I, I felt like Crimson Mask is a little too much wrestling. Where Blade yeah. Job, you know, it, 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 you could still do the horror and, and get away with it because there's, you know, knives and things. I don't know. Oh, yes. Maybe that's just too, maybe, maybe that's too much how the sausage was made, but... It's <laughs> a long time ago. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Now, you know? it's been a couple of years. Yeah, literally. So we're done. Yeah, the, final we, the, the world has literally changed since then. It literally know? has the changed. We haven't done a podcast in person in uh, quite a while. Quite some time. Which means you haven't brought me some Taco Bell. No, while, which pisses not. me off. But we're gonna do. So Sean flying, hitting the ropes, hitting Triple H there. Um, final three. Everybody's bloody. Sean oh, kips up though. So cool. 
If you, if you can kick up like that, you're in good shape. You're fine. That's what I hear. Like, These guys are in such better shape than me. Oh, another lion salt from Jericho. He's been, like, hitting everybody with those. He nails it, too, man. He yeah. calculates that angle perfectly. And Shawn Michaels kicks out. Jericho can't believe it. Kicks out again. Jericho's down, downright they're furious. Always, they're always down, dumbfounded <laughs> whenever they kick out of it. They're like, what in God's name? I love it. It's just a fun part of wrestling. Um, Theatrics. But yeah, Triple H, you know, he's, he spent a lot of his match on his back. You know, probably yeah. because he can't breathe super well, but... Oh, perfect back flip like that. Moonsault there that. from Shawn Michaels, and he actually... He didn't get Jericho there. It was close. That was very close. It's got to happen at some point, right? I mean, we're at yeah. this point where oh, we're at it's the just point. got to happen. And, uh, and, and Shawn Michaels trying to put Chris Jericho in his own finisher here, the walls of Jericho. And uh, he gets Amazing, it locked man. in. And Triple H breaks it up, gets Shawn, big DDT. Where's Kane? Kane, Kane, Kane got eliminated. Remember uh, Jericho lion salted him? Oh, um, yeah. And then Triple H, I think, pedigreed him. It just, there's just so much empty space now without Kane to fill it in. <laughs> so Triple H and uh, Jericho are kind of now fighting because they were both, they had the opportunity to pin Sean and they didn't. Triple H pulled Jericho off off Sean. So you're kind of getting the feeling that, uh, you know, Triple H wants Sean Michaels all for himself. He's trying to kind of get rid of Jericho here. Because Jericho's just kind of inconveniencing his uh, ultimate plan, which is to kill Shawn Michaels. This is, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but this seems like one of the more exciting matches I've ever seen on this podcast really? in terms of just action. There's a lot I going mean, think on. Think about it, man. You, none of these guys are, are you know, none of these guys are, they're all at the top here. You know, oh, they're yeah. all high flying. They're all trying bag flips, fun flips. I'm loving it, man. So Jericho went up on the top ropes there, caught in a pedigree. He reversed it. He's now putting Triple H in the walls of Jericho. And uh, Triple H has really been through hell already in this match. They all have. That's what's crazy about it. <laughs> and now Triple H is getting his knees ripped off. Ripped off the, uh, you know, socket ripped off of, uh, ripped out of its uh, place, so... Um, the ref is, like, begging him to, to call him. He's like, dude, yeah. this is, oh, what's happening here? He's going for the ropes, and Jericho pulls it back to the center, but Shawn Michaels oh. with the big kick. Holy shit. I felt that kick in 2021. And he pins Jericho. It's now down that to two. That kick was traveled through time and space to get to me, man. We're down that to. That was Farquaad hair, dude. That's what happened, man. <laughs> the first and the last. And they're both bloody messes. And uh, Sean's stumbling. I'm not really sure if they even know where they are anymore. They, they might not. I think I'm watching two Buster, Buster Keaton <laughs> impersonators. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, I mean, very Ric Flair-esque in how he, uh, yeah. how he sells these punches. That's what it's all about, man. This is showmanship. It's a must. Yep. The spine buster there from uh, Triple H on Shawn Michaels, and uh, Shawn's popping out there. Uh, we're really getting down to the end of the match here, though. But uh, mm-hmm. the, it is—it's you're right, Steve. I mean, that's why I think I like the Elimination Chamber. It's 
it's not as I think exciting, I like it because man, yeah, it's not as chaotic as like the Royal Rumble where you have like you know ten guys, which is a little right. It's it's controlled chaos. Yeah, where this is a little bit more. It's a little like oh man. Oh my God, Jesus! Was, he just went over the cage there, just just flipped over it, and he just banged his yeah. like whole leg on on the grate. Good and God, man! It just sounds so painful. Um, these, the way these but, guys but yeah, just torment their bodies for our pleasure. Yeah, but yeah, like I was saying, like I think that, there's something for. about just like the four guys in, which is like a little less clusterfuck than a Royal Rumble. So it's. Yeah, and just like just when you when you might get bored, they bring another dude in, and yeah. then when you think, okay, I've seen this, and then they bring another guy in, and so on, and you know, it keeps so it Shawn fresh. Michaels and is of course going for the, Triple yeah. H's finisher here, which is the pedigree um, on the grate. I prefer the walls of Jericho myself. And Triple H has got Shawn, and he's about to catapult him. Oh, whoa! And he's he launched through the bulletproof glass. I have my <laughs> doubts of the validity of this bulletproof glass. So, we now know that pretty much Triple H and Kane are on the same strength level. If you're telling me although, a bullet can't bust through that, but these boys can. Although Triple H did use kind of like that catapult technique. That was a that was a crazy move. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so he kind of catapults him. That's fantastic. I've never seen that before, man. Um... So you think he's dead? I yeah, think Shawn that's Michaels it. is through the glass now too, and uh, he's a bloody mess. Um, Triple H can hardly get to his feet. There's glass everywhere. Uh, it's this is looking like. <laughs> what it's do you over. do at that point? What do you do at that point, man? Once you're once you're blown through bulletproof glass, I think it's done. You're it's over for yeah. you. I think I should mention too. Like I don't. I think you have to pin them in the ring. Like you, okay, you can't just pin them on the this. grate. Yeah, so you got to get them back in the ring here. So Shawn Michaels pops out of the pin from Triple H. The kick, man. I'm telling. I knew it was coming, but still, it's just it's still it still it's gets still you. surprising. It still gets you a little excited. It gets you. It gets me a little excited. Yeah, like I get swept up in the hype, you know. So, Shawn Michaels thrown through the bulletproof glass. I mean, Jericho was, too, and he lasted a pretty long time. So, the plate glass isn't necessarily a death sentence. Um, but, yeah, Triple H here is looking to pretty much just kill Shawn Michaels. Like I said, they had an unsanctioned match a, uh, a couple months before this. Extremely bloody. Um... Also, I should mention, these are two real-life best friends. So, I think sometimes the the best matches happen when that's the case. Okay. I see. I, I was going to say, I, I was just about to say, they look, they look like they're about to fall in love in the ring. But, <laughs> I guess in a way, they already did. You know, this I is kind that. of a de facto Valentine's Day episode. It really is. Um, and Sean really is a second wind here. He's really hitting Triple H in the head. Um. I don't know oh what that God. move was from Triple H. I don't know. Something. I don't even know if it worked or not. Sean, if it was even successful. He closed like Shawn Michaels over the rope again, banging his leg on that grate. <laughs> You're supposed to keep him in the ring if you want to tap him out, buddy. If you want to get him, bring him back inside. But yeah, Triple H is really stumbling around. I mean, he looks like drunk um, at this point. He's had too, too, too many all-day IPAs. 
Um, I should mention too. This is a you know this is Survivor Series, which uh, typically like there's a Survivor Series match which is uh, like a five on five match, like a tag mm-hmm. team match, and it's literally one of my worst, one of my least favorite matches like in like that they do. And it's funny that they don't actually have any of those matches on this pay per view. So interesting. Just a just a little side side note there. Um, Noted. But uh, yeah, we are heading into the finish of this match here. You, I keep thinking that, but then they keep getting that second and third win. I know. But we or have, it gets thrown out of the ring. Shawn Michaels clotheslines Triple H there. Triple H is at the middle of the ring. Sean is going up, top rope, but he's thinking about going higher. It's like a, yeah, it's a climactic moment for sure. He's on the cell. One of the ones that are that still is intact. <laughs> yeah, one of the ones that is not that hasn't had a big boy beat yeah. down through it. In an elbow drop. Oh my macho god! Man what style. a drop! That was a that was a an elbow free fall. <laughs> that wasn't a drop. So they're both. So again, you know, you sometimes you know you go to the top of that, you hurt yourself coming down though. Clearly, it's a sacrifice you have to make, man. Because it looked cool, and that's what matters in the end. <laughs> yeah, it, it does looked look really cool. cool. So Sean's especially in the early two thousands, f- being cool was all all it was about. He's actually not. I going would never for the know about that. I was never cool. Shawn Michaels is kind of, he looks dazed. Yeah, I don't think he understands that it's, I don't think he knows what year it is. <laughs> he still thinks he's it's like, 98. He's like, he's, like, he's like, I'm from the future and the Zune will definitely beat the iPod. That's what he says. He says, I'm from the future and this haircut will catch on. Yeah. <laughs> the far quad will be all the rage. Blocked so this is what they call Shawn Michaels tuning up the band. Okay, I was wondering what this was all about. Yeah, he's over here stomping his foot, getting ready for the sweet chin music. Is he wearing boots? Is he wearing, is he wearing boots without the spur? Yeah. And he went for okay. the sweet chin music. It was caught by Triple H, and Sean got put right oh. into the pedigree. Oh, my God. I don't even know who's going to take this. For, you know, I don't even know what's <laughs> going to happen, because they're both just a hollow shell of who they once were. Yeah, they really are. And remember, Triple H is the champ here. Um... He, he was awarded that champ by, you know, nefarious means. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't that always the case, though? Yeah, that really is. And sh- sh- so Triple H no went for the, 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 the arm way. cover. Not enough, though. Sean gets the shoulder up. Right when you think it's over, it just keeps going. Man, I, I, I'll admit I got suckered into that one. I thought it was over. Can you imagine the live atmosphere at this? Mm. They get what they're paid for, you know. I mean, you get you, this is this is worth the price for mission. So here we go. The game Triple H going for another pedigree on Sean. He reverses it. Does not do very well for him. And another sweet Shawn chin Michaels music from Sean Michaels. And he gets it. Oh my God! Woo! Shawn Michaels, the that new was champion. At the end. And then they get to go home and hang out together. Yeah, they get to go home and, I don't know, you know, probably do each other, drink probably, beer. You know, they might do you know, play Xbox. Yeah, they might play Xbox. I have a feeling they're gonna like probably go to a strip club though. 
I don't know, man. This is this is a year after Halo. Oh, that's less yeah, than a year. This is about a year after Halo. So, look at this coronation for Shawn Michaels. That's confetti. In 2000, it was all about being cool, and you couldn't get much cooler than, than Master <laughs> Chief. So, so yeah, that's quite that the celebration is, too. Good God, that is the first elimination chamber match, and you know what? I think it's I, I like think it's those. one of the best ones ever. I like I mean, those, what, man. I was like, that's good shit. You, you, thoughts on that match, Steve? Thoughts on just... I, I, gave you, I gave you my thoughts, man. That's one of the most exciting I've ever seen in this podcast. I mean, it just had it, it had everything I like. It had sm- smashed bulletproof. I didn't even know I liked that. It turns out I do. It had high flyers, backflips, a, uh, a, you know, an elbow free fall. You yeah, know? Bloody... Uh, bloody crimson mask yeah, um, got, shit man he's got it all Kane you know it's really it's it's really a pretty fucking awesome match and uh, yeah I think it's it really does uh, you know I, I'm gonna it's it's definitely in my there's another one that that came later um, with Batista that's also really good but um yeah this one really holds up I think it, it definitely is if you've never seen this match go check it out um, you know it's just Google it. You can find it. It might even be free on WWE's YouTube channel because it's it's just that much of an influential match. It's but great. Um, but yeah, kind of just a real quick aftermath of this. Um, they would uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H would um, have a rematch, um, and it would be a three stages of hell match. Which would it's be, crazy that they get a rematch after that. That's yeah. crazy, man. And Tri- Triple H would actually win the title back. Um, at Armageddon, and it's a two out of three falls match, which, you know, I think it's a steel cage match, a street fight, and I don't remember what the third stipulation is, but um, also incredibly bloody match that I have a feeling we'll be covering on the show at some point, but, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that is the Elimination Chamber, and, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be as good this weekend. It's hard to live up to that precedent that was set uh what is this uh tw- 19 19 years ago is that right steve about uh third uh no it was uh 19 years ago yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're not we're not mathematicians yeah. here so 19 um, years ago yeah so yeah good god that's uh that is elimination chamber and uh any any final thoughts on it steve before we uh before we wrap this up uh, you know, I'm glad they go on that journey with you because, yeah, that was exciting. Again, it had, what more can you ask for? All the things I mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's nice. And, and I got to be, I got to experience Booker T for the first Booker time. He was T. crazy. <laughs> man. And jam packed. You weren't kidding. This is jam packed. Really jam packed. Yeah, friend. we really jammed it on this one. So, um, but yeah, I guess uh, just to wrap up here, you know, um, keep an eye out dear listener to our instagram page if you're not subscribed to it already it's it's just at blade job um we snatched that one up and um, <laughs> not a moment too soon and uh oh i i have something to show you steve because yeah this is um this is you know we took a week off and uh oh no i don't want to show you this but um oh, the secrets <laughs> the emails while you're bringing that up i'm just gonna you know for anybody listening if you want to keep up with the movie watching just a reminder the dark and the wicked which you can rent mm-hmm. gretel and hansel which is on prime and hulu synchronic which is a rental and then the vast of nights on prime my goal is to have all those watched um before our next episode there you go but you see steve here this is a little behind the scenes i'm not going to tell the audience what we're exactly looking at here but this this list here Mm-hmm. is a is a catalog of pretty much every blade job 
I am aware of. Good God. Um, the craftsmanship, the yeah, workmanship. There's a lot. There's, you know, we got different promotions here. The dedication. Um, but as you can see, there's pretty much a blade job per day. You know, there's probably... Per year. Almost. So, um, one of the big things on the Instagram page that I'm going to try and uh, keep up with is uh, posting a uh, a blade job history uh, post, which which I posted one today okay. about, and actually a, a super rare blade job of uh, Jim Ross actually did. And, uh, you know, I mean, very rarely do we see announcer's blade. So, um, just keep an eye on that. It's going to be under the hashtag blade job history. Um, it'll be a... Uh, a different post every, you know, maybe every couple days, just chronicling uh, a, a pretty deep blade job. Some of them we've covered on the show already. Some of them we're going to cover in the future. But it's going to kind of just be like a nice little, uh, you know, this blade job in history. Uh, so keep keep an eye on those and uh, share them out. Because, you know, I don't, I feel like that's kind of the crux of this show is to chronicle every blade job <laughs> ever. So I'm not sure if you use the word crux correctly there, but you know what? Fuck it. We're going to yeah. stick with it. I, I, um, I just thought of something. I just thought of something that I might do. Um, I know on Amazon Prime you can use that to connect to Twitch and you can watch a movie on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll do Gretel and Hansel and Vast of Night, which are both on Prime. Maybe I'll, I mean, you know, I'll find a time and mark it in the, in the Instagram account and just do say, it. hey... Hey, I'm going to be watching this, you know, this day, and then you can drop by. That might be a good idea. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. That would be cool. And I might even join you if I that. could. I don't know how yeah. that works. Is, is it like a party thing? It's like a watch party okay. thing. Yeah. No, I mean, well, not even that, I think. I think you just cut – as long as you have, like, an Amazon Prime account, you can, like, connect it to Twitch. takes two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you can just, like, yeah, you just join the – you know, join the, my Twitch. Just go into my Twitch, and then you can watch it. Uh, okay. Cool, um, cool. Yeah, it's really easy easy and i forgot that i was i'm I'm definitely gonna do that at this point so i'll use the instagram and i'll find a good time and some you know some evening and yeah um what the hell man i'll I'll check it out you know yeah definitely check our like the instagram like stories for like stuff yeah that's all my shit posts for like yeah like up-to-date stuff on that because that's that's a good place for all that so and then of course if you've made it this far in the show and you haven't wrote a review what are you doing I mean, we need those at the reviews. very least. Yeah, at the very least, give us a, a you know a star review, preferably five stars. Um, but if you could like <laughs> write something, even if it's just like I don't know, Steve, you talk about this the dude's bodies too much. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fine with you know just. And I'm not gonna stop doing that, obviously. But you know, just give it a you know write yeah. you know, whatever you want. You know, if you want to, if anybody has any connections to Penn Gillette, you want to send them our way. Yeah, one tweet ain't gonna do it. So. Like us on social media, you know, like I said, Instagram's the big one. Um, but, uh, yeah, share it, share out anything you like. And uh, if you listen on a podcast app, subscribe. Um, yeah, and I think that's a, that's a wrap for us. I'm losing my voice a little. That's a wrap. I know. Thank you very much, as always, for sticking with us. And we will see you on the next one. Keep an eye on Instagram. I'll set up a, a watch party and... That'll be cool. Yeah, either any anybody can join. Maybe no one does it. Whatever. At the, at the, the very worst case scenario, I just watch the movie by myself. Hey. By me. <laughs> Whatever. I do it for the podcast. All right. Talk to you guys later. Right. Bye bye. I think he's cute. He's so sexy.